Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Follow the money. VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Hall, live downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino is your location as always. Busy Wednesday edition of the program coming up. Indy Jeff Seeley, he's been uh, hot with his uh, selections on the show with the PGA. That's in an hour. We'll talk to Dan Shaughnessy coming up in two hours on the Celtics and the Heat. And Bob Oshusen, who is uh, awesome calling whatever game he's on or event for ESPN. We'll talk NHL with him back in of today's program. Uh, last night, Paulie, we will begin in the association. I think the biggest takeaway again from last night is, and it's not going to play out like this every single time, but you need to forget what you watched in the previous game, right? Because... The Mavericks could not shoot a lick in Game 3 at home against the Warriors in a much-needed game when they were down two games to none. Uh, in that game, Bullock 0 of 7 from downtown. Kleber 0 of 5. Bertans 0 of 2. The team was 13 of 45. Last night, they hit him hard in the second quarter and in the third quarter before they had to hold off the backups there late before it got squirrely. Uh, yeah. Bullock 6 of 10. 
Kleber 2 of 3. The team was 20 of 43. It completely flipped. Yeah, yeah, they were due for one of those. The Warriors have been terrible in this spot, usually up 3 nothing in the series. You had the uh, rain delay. We had everything. Uh, but up 29 in the fourth quarter, the thing was cut to 8 late. But another blowout in the playoffs. Another team that's up 30. The t- uh, prop cashes again. And now Luka's saying, hey, man, we got a shot. We think we can win now. Now, now they're talking crazy. But uh, I, I expect Golden State to finish them off in game five. But uh, could have gone a couple of ways. Uh, they packed it in one, two, three, Cancun. Or the uh, Warriors disrespected their opponent in the game. And I thought that happened, too. But the, the Mavs played well, and the shots were going in. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Dubs finish them off in game five back in San Francisco. But... Now, this series is actually, it's 3-1. The other series is 2-2, which uh, tips off tonight for Game 5. That series has has been ridiculous to watch. This series has actually been close. And you could actually sit here today and say, well, the Mavs could easily be tied at two apiece. Hell, they could be up three games to one. I'm not going to say that they blew Game 2, but to have that kind of a display in the third quarter when you scored almost 70 points at halftime or whatever it was, and you had a 19-point lead at one point in Game 2 in San Francisco... And you lose that game, and then they just could not hit the broadside of a barn in Game Three. If they hit a couple more shots in that game, they may you could be sitting here talking about a two-two series. That's a reach. Game Two, I thought they should. I could say that that they blew Game Two. You can't be. You can't blow a nineteen-point lead. All they had to do was. Uh, I don't think Game Three is a reach. They couldn't hit any uh, shots. Well, that, that's. I don't think. Well, that sometimes that happens. Same thing can happen in Golden State too. Uh, but that's. That's always difficult, the 3-0 three, the situation. I can't believe only three teams have forced a Game 7 down 0-3 in NBA history. That surprises me. And there were a lot of good articles yesterday about, is it ever going to happen? Why haven't we seen a comeback in this sport when it's happened in the other sports? Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's more of a, a rollover and teams ready to uh, start the vacation or what. But that's that was a good, good game by Dallas. Well, and, and, and no one played well for Golden State, really. And by the way, keep in mind that this happened to Golden State in the first run of the playoffs this year, right? When they were up three games to none? Yes. In Denver? That was a close game, though. Yeah. yeah. And a good game. So, right. in, in Denver played well at times in that series, but Denver, people thought that they were dead game four, and now they came back and won game four. They didn't want Golden State to celebrate on their home court, and they won that game and extended it to five. But uh, Luka again last night, 36.6 points per game now, highest NBA history in elimination games. The rundown is just uh, 30, 14, and nine he had last night. For the game. So uh, this is Steve Kerr, Warriors head coach. Uh, now this is after the loss last night, telling the media and the world that they tried to focus on basketball. As a coach, my job is get the team ready to play. Um, difficult um, to sort of keep perspective on a day like today. Um, but that's, you know, that's um, the shock and the and the grief, um, the anger is there from all of our guys and um, from I'm sure everybody in the building. Um, so you just you have to accept that and, and go out and play, and that's what we try to do. We will touch on this for uh, a, a minute here. I'm sure most of you saw Steve Kerr before the game talking to the media when he was asked about the well, he was asked about the game when he went off about the latest mass. Um, shooting in this country, and he's he's shaking like this, and he's ranting and yelling for like two minutes, and I, I don't know, maybe it popped in your head, popped in my head, like, okay, do they really want to play this game tonight? And then you saw Steph Curry, maybe you guys missed this too, but Steph Curry actually before the game 
retweeted that and said, you need to watch this video as much as you watch the game tonight. And the thought was, well, do they even want to play? Do they, who wants to be out there tonight? And that, that thought, I think, probably entered you know, a lot of people's minds. But, well, uh, I don't think so. Because it's same, well, it's the same thing for the Mavs. The Mavs are human beings, too, and it took place in Texas. Yeah. And that, so they, they could have the same effect, right. Uh, but that's uh, certainly with his history and what happened in the early 80s to his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he did a great job before the game. But that's, that's the other thing, too, about because uh, when we went to the Super Bowl in 2007, it's it, to, to the point of it's absurd how much they have to talk to the media. And he, what's he going to say? I mean, he's like, yeah, nothing's changed. We're, our team's fine. Mm-hmm. And, well, I'll tell, you know, we're, we're three hours before the game. What am I going to say? What the hell with basketball? Here's what I want to talk about. So. I, I must admit that having never been a coach before, if you have to put yourself in their shoes and how much they talk to the media, that would get a little tiresome, right? That's the same thing. And you need to come out before the game and after the game and talk to the same people. Like the After the game, fine. But before the game? Yes. Yeah, why? A lot of this is pointless. Like the stuff on TV that we get with the sideline reporters at halftime and in between timeouts. <laughs> the, the the amount of coaches that have given us like any good sound bites at halftime, yeah. it's like it's like five. We've had like five instances where like, wow, that guy's crazy pissed off right now. Or in between timeouts, if it's not Popovich having fun with like David Aldridge, it's been garbage over the last ten years. Well, they should be upset with it because you you're trying to coach your team here as you're getting ready yeah, to right. in a timeout or out of a timeout. And I have to talk to a reporter and I'm not going to give you anything anyways. Mm-hmm. You're asking for a strategy, which they're not going to give you. All right. So that game goes to a game five, goes back to San Francisco now, and we agree that San Francisco uh, the, the Warriors will finish him off. Any idea what's going to happen tonight as we sit here, you yeah. know, 12 hours before tip? Yes, Boston wins. Uh, I, I agree with Dan Shaughnessy, who's on the show later, that this would be a uh, – it's to the point now it would be a choke job if Boston can't win this. When you look at how it's set up now and the schedule, and every other day with travel, your best player, Butler, has a knee injury. No lift, no burst. Uh, he can't get to the basket. I think it's only two free throw attempts since game two. In the last two games – Boston is plus 40 from the free throw line. Miami fouls. They're rough. They're playing physical. And it goes back to how would the officials call it. But Boston came unglued. And what happened in in the third quarter of game one? And then the poor performance. Boston has played two bad quarters. And that's why the series is tied at two and why it's not over. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't know what happened in game, game, the first quarter of uh, game three, which was ridiculous. But you see the difference Williams makes. This is assuming everyone plays, by the way. Uh, this is another thing. But you see the difference Williams makes, and Bam is not an impact in the series other than when Williams was out, and he went off in Game 3. You have Hero hurt. You have Butler compromised. Boston's the better team anyways. Miami's going to put them at the free throw line because they foul. I think the officials will call it tight the rest of the series. Boston should win this thing. And you just see how it's played out. It, will you take out those... Two bad quarters they've had. Uh, that that's it. They they've uh, dominated the series as far as I'm concerned. Oh, they have. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- like that's what I just said. I mean, the yep. series is tied at two apiece. It hasn't even been close, and yet somehow we're sitting here talking about a game five tonight where it's tied at two. Well, Spolster wants to tell you it is close. I don't yeah, know what the I hell have, he's watching. I have no idea what he was talking about with that soundbite the other day. But uh, I think the key tonight to me is Robert Williams. If this guy plays and he's out there and he, he can give it a go and play thirty minutes, give or take, I think it, we've seen this before again. Uh, not to beat a dead horse, but he's the key defensively to this team. And if he's out there, then I, I'm sorry, but Bam Adebayo, his points uh, prop right now is 16 and a half. I can't trust him to score 17 points tonight when they have Horford and Robert Williams on the floor. Uh, he did it one time, like you said, and that was when Williams did not play in that game. Now, if they get smart back tonight and he goes, 
Uh, look, I mean, Tatum was awesome the last game, and they needed it. The, the night before that, he was terrible. And Jalen Brown had, had the game of his playoff career when he scored more than 40. So if those two guys click on the same night tonight and they get smart back and we have the injury concerns with Butler, Hero, and uh, who the hell knows what else is going to happen after you know our show today and leading into this game, um, I, I do like – I'm with you. I'm, I'm with the Celtics tonight. Yeah, it's simple. Don't take – and take care of the ball. In game three – 25% of their possessions ended in turnovers. What the Heat have in that game? 19 yeah, steals? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, come on. This is the NBA we're talking right. about it's here. Like they, they have problems dribbling, believe it or not. This might be the best team in the NBA, and it might win the title. They have problems dribbling. But take care of the ball and don't let Miami go off from three, and they're going to win this series because I just – Butler's not going to be the same player. I know Nick Fridell, ESPN, who's covered him for much of his career, said, I know Jimmy, and if Jimmy says I'm good, the knee's fine, it means something's wrong with the knee. Oh, is that so what he that, said? That's exactly what he said. So you're just seeing it since uh, he hurt the knee. And he missed the, he missed this game in the Atlanta series. He had to leave early in this series. He's come back. He hasn't been able to get to the line. He did nothing in game four. So uh, he's compromised. Heroes hurt. Boston's got to win this in six. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The Heat are very fortunate that Boston had that crappy first quarter in game three and that they were they somehow hung on to win despite you know the Celtics cutting that to a one-point lead or a one-point deficit in the fourth quarter without Jimmy Butler in the second half. Mm-hmm. This series, now this series should. Bad loss. It could have, would have, should have. It probably should be 3-1 Boston. Right. Well, you, you have the zigzag that has worked out in this series, too. And maybe you just get, okay, now Miami responds. They're down 18-1. to They got humiliated in game two. They win game three. Same thing with Boston. How do you lose that game? You're down 26. You cut it to one. That just shows you how the Boston's a better team. You're down 26. You cut it to oh, one. They're, they're better. Up, they're they're right. a better basketball but, team. But uh, yeah. maybe Miami responds tonight. But Boston should win this series. But easier said than done. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at the website, which, of course, is betrivers.com. Win some, lose some is up next. He had a chance to become the fourth player in postseason history. To accomplish this last night, did he? We will tell you next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v First Bet wants you to get in on the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. v slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. Here he comes. Cutmaker Jeff. Jeff Seeley, our guest. At Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter, the Cutmaker Pod, CutmakerPod.com. Listen to that. And two weeks ago, we gave out Munoz, first round leader, cash it 85 to 1. And, uh, you know, listen, I, was this the worst beat of your uh, golf career, giving out Pereira? I mean, the tee shot on 18, what happened? You, you had him 80 to 1. Well, and the weirdest thing was when, when I saw his swing, as soon as he swung, I think everybody will say this, like, as soon as he swung, I was like, what What just happened? Like, his swing looked so weird. So, and and thing you know, it goes in the creek. And I was, you know, I, I mean, I thought, well, honestly, going in 18, I thought worst case scenario, we're, we go into a playoff, three-way playoff, right, which I was not looking forward to. <laughs> but even then, I'm like, I'm not dead. The last thing I expected was to be, to be dead after basically that shot and, I mean, what a what a crazy scenario, especially again, like I hedged with um I, I actually had Fitzpatrick. I live played Fitzpatrick on our telegram channel on uh on Friday morning. So I had Fitzpatrick at like twenty to one, so I had a good I had a hedge on him and then um I just I hedged with Zalatoris kind of live and I'm like, Okay, great, I've got the three uh-huh. horses. I'm I'm sitting in a good spot and next thing you know I wasn't. 
<laughs> okay, this is a good discussion because people were all over Rufus Peabody because he stood to make 150000 if Pereira won. Uh, we said, you know, well, there's not much the guy could do considering how it played out. But I guess you, you was Mito against the field available? Why didn't you play that and unlock in a profit? Or were you just thinking, yeah. go take it away? Yeah, I just thought I had, I mean, honestly, I just looked at the, the odds of winning, right? And I thought I had, I've got the three horses and, and I, I guess I could have played the field, but at that point I was already invested in Fitzpatrick on Friday morning. So I thought, well, all I got to do is, is Aston Zalatoris, you know, free round. Okay. I, think I got him at plus three fifty or something. And any one of those three guys wins, I book a profit and, and, you know, obviously Mito wins and I book the, the biggest profit, but my, my strategy in those situations is okay. Look, I, I cause it, it's not like it's like a, like a once in a lifetime thing. You do this every week. You want to try to profit. And so I'm like, okay, how can I guarantee myself a profit or get, put myself in a very, very good position to guarantee myself a profit. And I, I, you know, obviously I, I had the, the odds in my favor and things like we said, and JT was 1% to win going into Sunday. And sometimes 1% gets there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm by the way, I'm with you on this. Like uh people don't want to call it hedging, they want to call it something else, like locking in a profit or whatever. Right. And unless you have like that field bet available, and then you're gonna be laying like minus one seventy five probably on Mito anyway. Jeff, and you and you can speak to this better than I can, but I mean like trying to find other players in golf to win the tournament while it's going on, it's difficult. you don't know what's gonna happen with eight, nine, ten, right. ten holes left. And that Mito versus the field was not available in play at several places. I don't here. think I don't think it was available out here yeah. while the tournament was going on anywhere in Las Vegas, for example. Okay. But yeah. you don't live here, Jeff. So I mean it's yeah. it can be tricky at times, you know? Well it was and it and you guys know this, that's the 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 beauty, but the also the the, the beauty of golf of golf live betting is it literally changes <laughs> literally oh, shot, yes. shot. And, and so it, it's not like, you know, football or, or a lot of other sports. It, it, it I think, has kind of the, 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 some of the biggest swings because so many different guys can win. And whereas you play a team game, it's A or B is going to win. But in, in golf, it's, there's all kinds of different variables, and that's what makes it fun. Um, but that also makes it frustrating sometimes, right, when you're in a you're in the, in a kind of the nut position as we were in on going into Sunday and, and, you know, it just, it didn't work out. That happens. And, um, you know, you, you win some, as you say, you win some, lose some. And, and, um, that one, that one was definitely lose some, that one stings, but we move on and we'll continue to to try to try to run well here. Yep. Ask Matt humans, uh, how frustrating this can be. He's had will Willie Zalatoris twice knowing he's lost in the playoff. I mean, that just, I mean, (laughs) that, that sucks. So, okay, let's move on then. Keep your chin up uh, to uh, Colonial here if you want to get into the course breakdown, some of your core plays. And I know that Jordan Spieth is, you know, a short shot here on the board, but he has an immaculate history here at this course. Yeah, he, he does. And, and But it's not just that. So, the Colonial Country Club, 7,200-yard, par 70, one of the most well-known courses on tour. These guys have played here a ton. So, the guys, are there's tons of course history here. Not super long, but it's also not super easy. It's got a lot of dog legs, a lot of long par threes, and only two par fives. So I don't expect birdie fast. I think something around 15 under will win. Um, and because there are six quote unquote big names in the field this week, I think we'll get some. We got some solid prices on guys who are very live to win. Um, but Jordan Spieth is one of the shorter prices. You've got JT in here. You've got Scheffler in here. And then you've got Spieth at 12 to one. But ironically. 
even after coming on off that win and PGA championship, and as well as Scotty Scheffler's been playing over the last 12 rounds, you know, so the last uh, three tournaments, the number one player in the field in ball striking is Jordan Spieth. That's 12 months ago. That's something I would have never imagined I'd be saying right now, but ironically, he's 93rd in putting also something I never thought I'd be saying a year ago. So I know I keep saying his putting has to revert to some normal level, but it has to. I mean, there's 120 players in this field, and he's 93rd in putting over the last 12 rounds. He's finished um, second, 10th, and 8th here in his last three trips. He's from this area. He won the RBC three tournaments ago despite putting not great. He took second in the Byron Nelson um, a few weeks ago, and then he finished 34th in PGA last week despite putting terribly. So his, his form is tremendous in general. His ball striking is there. His course history is there. All he has to do is just break even with the field putting, and I think he can get a win. Well, what I like here is we've got small greens this week. So if he's dialed in, he's not going to have long putts. If, he's just not, if he makes his four or five footers, uh, I think Spieth will be fine. All right. Take your book going back to the well with Webb Simpson, who you like. Uh, you've played him and done well in the past. And Varner, are you also recommending Varner first-round leader? I am, yeah. So we all know Webb Stinson has been a historic favorite of mine on, on, on short courses. I've said it on this show for years. Um, but his form has been bad this season. He did show me some signs of life at the PGA where he finished 20th. And he's gained on approach in four tournaments in a row and has two top five finishes at this event. So, I feel like we're getting Webb at, at, at a good shot at him before he gets hot, and I'd rather be ahead of the curve than behind it here. So playing Webb at forty to one, um, I found Harold Varner at fifty to one at, at multiple books, and he his irons are absolutely dialed in, guys. He's gained an average of four strokes on approach over his last five tournaments, and has two top six finishes in that span. So he's a, he's gained an average of five strokes on approach in his last two trips here. I look for I look for all of these guys for first-round leader plays. I think they're all good first-round leader plays, but Varner is my favorite of this group because he's a guy we've seen it time and time again who will go out and get hot early. Um, I like Varner mm-hmm. at, at uh, the 50-1 to one and a first-round leader. And then another guy I played, I found that the best price I found was 50-1 to one of points bet was on Kevin Na. I don't play Kevin Na very often, but he's coming in as a former winner here, having made four straight cuts, including the 14th of the Masters, and with four top tens in the past 12 months. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm looking at a lot of approach game here, and Nas gained an average of five strokes on approach over his last four events. So his irons and wedges are very dialed in. I'll add all that together, and I'd pray, play Nas low as 40 to 1, but I did find him at 50 to 1. All right, very good. Those are the core plays. How about a mad bomber that you have for the week? Guys, we got we've we've done well in these two weeks in a row. Again, another one. Make sure you play this first round leader as well. But the last time, I would never thought I'd be seeing in a course like this a former winner, Kevin Kisner, is one hundred to one at that MGM this week. He's missed three straight cuts, so he's not coming in with good form. That's why he's hundred to one. But you don't have to look that far back to find good form from Kisner. If he has three top 10 finishes early in 2022, so it's not like he's been dead forever. He's going through a little tough period. He won this event in 2017, and this course definitely won't overpower him. It's going to be a, a pitch and putt. So that's exactly where Kevin Kisner thrives. So 
I'm happy to roll the dice this week on 100 to 1 and hoping we can continue to run well with our, some of our long shots. All right, keep it up. Very good. Tell us about Telegram and the podcast. Yeah, guys, again, just the, the, the Cutmaker Pod will, will record another live episode uh, tonight and post that this evening. And then, um, again, throughout the tournament, on, on you can check out our Telegram channel in the uh, Cutmaker Pod on Twitter. Look on our, our profile there. We've got that. And, guys, we, we send out live plays, um, live outrights throughout the course of the tournament. And that's that's really where golf betting is. I mean, we sent out Fitzpatrick. We, we sent out a couple other plays. And, and we'll have some more first-round bombs later this afternoon. I mean, guys, that's, that is where live golf is. You've got to be able to bet live. Um, and I think we do it as well as anybody. Yeah. There, there's got to be some balance in this world, right? You lose like that on Pereira. So that means I think uh, the, the golf gods will be looking down upon you this week, Jeff. I hope so. So I hope I. So. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, pal. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank yep. you. There you go. Again, on Twitter, at Cutmaker Jeff. I hope so, because I've uh, made a couple of plays that he's on as well. So, bam. And I'll go to war with a, little, a couple more of those uh, throughout the show today when I shop around. The Webb Simpson angle is a good one. And, and he is right. On a shorter course like this, Jeff's been coming on the show now for a good solid two years. Almost every time when Webb is healthy... Uh, and he's playing on a short course. He makes a case for Webb, and it's paid off in the past to win tournaments like yep, this. Yep. So, uh, okay. Up next, we will preview the two playoff games coming up tonight, and we are not overreacting when telling you how lopsided the playoffs have been. That goes for both sports, and I will give you the numbers to prove it coming up next. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Scott Steen, one of the top cappers, winners and winers, one of the best in the business overall, is 6 and 1 in the last two days. He likes a total today in Major League Baseball. You can get it by texting VSIN to 320 350 3500. VSIN 320-350-3500. It's a pleasure to talk to Dan Shaughnessy, Boston Globe Sports Columnist at Dan underscore Shaughnessy on Twitter. His new book, Wish It Lasted Forever, Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. I can't wait to read this, Dan. I mean, I we could do two hours with you, but with some of the stories in the book, do you have a favorite Larry Bird story, if that's possible? Well, there's one. You know, it's, it's, you, you try and avoid not promoting this book as it was so much better than, than it is now, and that's the, the league doesn't want to hear that. But us old-timers who travel with them, we really got to be with the players. We travel with them on the buses, the hotels flying commercials. So we really had relationships with them. And you could, you could tell the readers, the fans, what they were like. And, you know, Larry was a guy who didn't trust anybody and he was secretive and, and uh, he warmed up to you when you travel with him for two or three years. And he was shooting with a tape on his hand during the playoffs. And I challenged him like, wait, you can't play in a game with your hand taped up like that. He called me scoop. He said, scoop, I could tape my whole hand, make more shots than you. So he did. It was like, it was like a pool hall hustle thing. And he taped his hand into a fist with a trainer, and we took 100 free throws, $5 a throw. And uh, he made like 86 out of 100, and he took me for $160. And uh, the next day, he had his greedy palm extended and uh, came to the gym for the game. And, and I gave him eight twenties and stuffed it into his sock and played with my money in his shoe all night. So that's, uh, that's how it was. That, that was life with the Larry Bird Celtics back then. Oh. We've we've heard that you know story so many times, but to hear it from you <laughs> and to actually have that happen in front of you has got to be. I mean, I it's you know it's funny, but it's also got to be like a career highlight almost to watch him go out there and do that. Oh yeah, it was it was just oh excuse me, there's a fire alarm in the hotel, but oh. we're going to ignore that. Just ignore that, that that's white noise. They had, they warned us about this. I'll move into a different location here, 
But yeah, so those days, you know, again, with Cedric Maxwell and ML Carr and Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson, Mikhail Ainge, it was, it was, they had a lot of talkers, a lot of trash talkers and just uh, guys who could really come off the page for you. And uh, it made, it made for better reading and it really made us be able to bring the players to life uh, mm-hmm. right off, right off, off the page. Mm-hmm. Well said. Now it's funny how things have changed here. Boston was 18 and 21. They were 500 at the break and now they're their favorites to win this series and get to the finals. But this great defense that we've seen since January 1st and smart wins defensive player of the year. You wrote about this. Can you share with our listeners why you feel this would be a huge blown opportunity and maybe where you could where it ranks all time for a Boston sports team if they can't close the deal here? Well, I just feel, I mean, Boston's been in a lot of finals, right? So they've been in uh, 21 NBA finals and won 17 of them. They had that great run with Russell, the great run with Havlicek and Bird. And uh, they've been in only one. Well, the last one was 2010 with Garnett and, and the new Big Three. And they lost that one to the Lakers. So it's been 12 years since they got to the finals. And, you know, we, we like championships in Boston. We've had a lot of success in this century with the Patriots winning six Super Bowls and Sox four World Series and Celtics and Bruins won each. But it's been a three whole years since we had a championship. And now you got a team that, as you just pointed out, is, is favored at this juncture to get there. And uh, to me, this would just, from what I've seen in these four games, it's hard to come away with much because there's been a 20-point lead by one team or the other in all four games. The last two games, neither team, uh, it was a wire-to-wire, 2 nothing to 118. It was just never trailed, both sides. So the takeaway is it's 2-2, and, and the Heat have two out of three at home, potentially. But I feel like Boston has demonstrated a better team. I mean, they, they've just dominated these guys, except for two bad quarters, a 39 to 14 and a 39 to 18. The rest of the time, it's been all them. And uh, I think Robert Williams can be key for them if he's in the lineup that neutralizes a lot of what Adebayo tries to do. But it's hard to walk away from that game we saw two nights ago and not think the Celtics are better, especially with Butler being banged up, Hero with the groin. Uh, I just they, they looked really diminished. I, I have a lot of respect for them. I think they're well-coached, well-run. It's a good organization. They they won top seed for a reason. They won more games. But, man, oh, man, what I see of the two teams just on a talent basis, I think the Celtics are more talented, and I think maybe the Heat are mentally tougher, and that's why they're still in it. Mm, that's well said, and I agree yeah. with almost every word that you just said. Don, uh, Dan Shaughnessy, our guest. So you brought up Robert Williams. Uh, I, he's absolutely the key defensively to this team down low and what he's been able to do to Bam. Does he play in this game tonight? I'm assuming the answer is yes. And then what do you know as of right now about Marcus Smart? Well, you know, we're always guessing, and, and they've got the coach has gotten much cager about this. They don't want the other side to know. Even they have a mandatory pregame press conference, like an hour and a half before tip-off. And now they're not even telling us then. It's like with anybody. I mean, Hero, you know, Spolster did tell us Hero was out two days ago. But the rest of it is all figured out. Guess you'll see who's there at the end. We're going to test him again, blah, blah, blah. So we're just guessing. My guess is that Smart plays. Williams, I'm not so sure. I think that... Uh, you know, I didn't like the way he came off after 19 minutes in the third quarter, and he, he was he was hobbled. He went back to the room during the fourth. He did come back out. He was holding his baby on the bench. But it, it, he looked like a guy, I, I don't know, and it's been kind of an every other day with him. He's seven weeks out from the meniscus surgery. Um, maybe they came back a little sooner. He didn't really have to play against Brooklyn. They swept them, but he did. And uh, I just think that uh, for whatever tenderness or soreness that thing has given him, um, it's it's day to day, literally. So I that that one's you, you're not going to know until they come up with the tip off. What is the deal with the turnovers, and why they, they huh. were so especially in game three? Why they were so sloppy? Yeah. 
I mean, Jalen Brown, the last two games has oh. just been a disaster trying to bring the ball up, being a point forward, whatever the hell he's trying to be. But just Keller, just giving it to the other team. I mean, and, you know, the Heat play good defense. Celtics play good defense. They do a lot of switching off and, you know, flip a guy over, comes at you by surprise from the side. But these are NBA players. I, I think they're tired. I think that, the, you know, they're playing every other day now and then traveling on the off day. And that's what we're into. Uh, that's the way it's going to be until they start the finals. So I think that, you know, even a guy like Horford, who's not turning the ball over, you know, he's 36 years old. That's a lot for him. And uh, I just think the mileage is starting to catch up with him. Were they caught off guard, you think, in game three by the physicality of Miami? And Miami really taking it up a notch in terms of, I mean, they, they, you saw what the stats were in the regular season. Miami fouls yeah. a lot. And I think that's crucial to how the officials are going to call this. This, to me, is just them being immature and, and thinking they're better than they are. They haven't proven anything yet, but they know how good they are. And I, it's, it's not one of their more admirable traits. Mm. And I, I've seen this mm. with them for a couple of years. And until they win something, they really don't have a right to carry themselves that way. And I think they just thought they were going to roll over them after game two. You know, they had the, the big surge in game two. And it was like, oh, yeah, we got this figured out. We got these guys. Show up at home, got the home crowd. And then just got stunned, you know, just punched in the mouth right out of the jump. Never recovered. They got it down to one point, but, mm -hmm. and, and Tatum was a no-show. So every time they lose one of these, they say, well, you know, Tatum was a no-show and we only lost, we had it down to one point and we outscored him by, you know, 28 over the last whatever. But these starts for, for both sides have just been, you know, put you in a hole. And, 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 you know, the network can't be happy about it. I mean, these games have been dogs, oh, it, it really. Yep. And there's none, none of the epic close finishes that we're used to. And um, no back and forth, no lead changes. Just like somebody taking a giant lead and just, you know, sitting on it all night. Yep. So how do you think that would translate then, Dan, assuming for a second <laughs> that this, this team would actually get by the heat, make the NBA Finals, and then potentially play Golden State there for the championship? How do you think that matchup would go for this team? I've thought since, really, since... February, they could beat anybody just because of the way they are and, and the talent that they have. Williams' injury was was tough. That, that took a lot of air out, but he is back to some degree. Uh, but the rim protection that he provides is sort of the last thing that, that they needed there. In my view, they don't have a true point guard. I mean, smart is smart and, you know, a lot of things to like there, but, you know, they don't have that tiny Archibald guy, the guy that you just want the ball in his hands. And it, it cost him a game in, in Milwaukee. He had the ball at the end and didn't didn't do well with it, lost it a couple of times. And I think it's potentially could hurt him in any game. So I think that everywhere else they're, they're, they're pretty solid. And they've got, you know, Grant Williams has been better than everybody thought coming off the bench for him. And Derek White's been a, a good pickup at the, at the uh, deadline. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it'd be a six or seven game series over the Warriors, but I mean, I love the warrior pedigree, you mm. know, those three guys you know, going at it for the fifth time and all that stuff. So, um, it, I, that would be the dream series to me. I just think the Heat yeah. are, are too banged up to be a dream series for you now. Yeah, me too. Uh, if you had to bet the game tonight, would you bet on the Celtics winning? <laughs> <laughs> I would, but I'm bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the book again is called uh, Wish It Lasted Forever, Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. By far and away the best trash talker you've ever seen in this game? Yeah, it, no question about it. It's all in there. I mean, you know, just torturing Julius Irving, Dominic Wilkins, and guys. It just, it's just merciless. And that, it, it, but he backed, he backed it up. So yes. What he, got to do? he backed it up. When he, would, when he would go out there and tell players what was coming out of a timeout or, uh, you know, after an, uh, an out-of-bounds play, I'm going to go over here 
and I'm going to be 10 feet away from the basket, and I'm going to make it right in your face, and that would happen. All that stuff is true, and it's just like, who does that? Yeah, he, was, he basically drew it up, and then when he walked off the floor, he'd say, I told you guys. You yeah. know? And, <laughs> and it would be like, that, that made it all the sweeter for him. It was great. Would he Because uh, you, you would see him make those behind-the-basket the shots once in a while. Would he sit there and practice crazy shots all the time? It was a lot of that. He was banking threes for a while just for laughs because he won the three-point the first three times they had the contest, the All-Star game. You know, uh, Mike Saunders, the Knicks trainer, saw him banking threes for a game. He goes, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to do one tonight if you give me $5. And uh, so they had a $5 bet. And he, late in the game, they were killing the Knicks, and he banked a three and ran by the Knicks bench with his palm extended just like he did to me. <laughs> well, how about the game where he shot left-handed? <laughs> yeah, that was in Portland. He went for 48 and about half of them with the left hand. He said he was saving his right for the Lakers. They were playing them that week. <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait to read this. Oh, that's too good. Yeah, yeah. Too good. Sa- same here. It's going to be dynamite. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for the time today. Good luck with the book and uh, the game tonight as well. We appreciate the time. Enjoyed it. Thanks, fellas. Thank yep, you. There well you done. Oh, that's awesome. Again, it's called Wish It Lasted Forever, huh. Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. That, we interviewed Dominique Wilkins. He said, oh, it's not even close. Biggest trash talker ever, Larry Bird. Yeah. He go, <laughs> get right in my face. Call him Holmes. Holmes. Here's right. what I'm going to do, Holmes. Just tell him right here. Yeah. Take you right down here. Score on you. I love that so much. Eh, I'll, I'll save my right hand for the Lakers. That's, yeah. That's his Palma. Come on. Yeah, come Larry's got money. Yeah. Give me yeah. the 160. He puts it, plays Win, the game lose. with his. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? 
backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. VSEN, the sports betting network. First bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit VSEN.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. Join now by Bob Susan, ESPN announcer at ESPN. Bob does a great job with the Jets and calling the Calgary-Edmonton series phenomenal work. And he joins us to talk about that and other things. He was also on the PGA Championship. Uh, great. Thanks for the time, Bob. What is it What is it like in the arena and even outside in the streets around there with all the fans in Edmonton and Calgary so far? Yeah, it, it's hard to explain. I mean, when, when Edmonton wins these games, I did Game 7 against L.A. here mm-hmm. and done, obviously, this series as well. And it's like they win the Stanley Cup every time they win one of these games. It just means so much to these people. The streets are filled with people. I mean, every car is honking their horns. People are like leaning out of car windows or in the back of pickup trucks waving flags. It's a street party. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's the only show in town, right? I mean, that's, I come from a place where I live in suburban New York City where we have nine pro sports teams. Mm. And they have the Edmonton Oilers. That's really what they have. Mm-hmm. And so, and they haven't been a regular playoff participant, certainly. Uh, this is the first time this matchup has happened in the playoffs in 31 years. So this is even a little different. This is even above and beyond, I think, what they get most fired up about because the the Battle of Alberta doesn't happen regularly. Right. I'll tell you, going back to early game two, great bounce back by Mike Smith. He's been fantastic. Although, like, have you ever seen a? I can't believe he gave that goal up that tied the game at three. Yeah, neither could we. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what was worse, that or the the goal twenty seconds in allowed by Markstrom and how he played that puck? Yeah, there there have been weird moments for both goalies and uh, and both teams in this series. But I don't know. I mean, a lot of times. You know, the, the best rivalries seem to produce the craziest moments. It just kind of happens that way. Yeah, so there is some chatter now this morning about potentially not even going to Markstrom in Game 5 when they go back home to Calgary. Would you buy into that? No way. There's no way he doesn't start. 
I mean, he's he's a Vesna finalist, mm-hmm. right? He's one of the three goaltenders in the league up for goalie of the year. Like you, you rode him all the way to this point in your season. There's there's no chance that he doesn't play in Game Five. I'd be stunned. And I and the message that that would send to the team is one of complete panic. And on top of that, I mean, you're talking about a 30 year head, a 30 year NHL coach and, and Daryl Sutter. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't push panic buttons. He's going to be like, Hey, this is our guy. And we're just going to trust him at home to go out and play like, you know, like the Vezna finalist that he is. So yeah, I, 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 in a million years, I can't see them sitting him. Do you think he'll play well? And does it go back to Edmonton for game six? I, I think, you know, a lot of times in hockey, it seems like we talk all season about home ice and the atmospheres are great, but when they actually get in the rink and are playing the game at that speed, um, you know, I, I don't know how much the crowd impacts a lot of games. I do think the crowd impacts this series. I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, if I, I, I think it's, you know, I know we we're just talking 50, 50, certainly because of the way that the, the top line for Edmonton is playing. I mean, they're popping three goals in a game. It seems uh, but if Markstrom can play well, and if they can ride the emotion of being at home, I do think that they can win a game at home and make this at least a six-game series. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. are they going to come up to Edmonton and win a game they have to win? That I would love to see. Yeah. That 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 would be one like that would be the prove it game to me because I don't I don't think that this goes back to Calgary again for Game Seven. I would not be surprised at all if it came to Edmonton for Game Six. But okay. going. Back to Calgary, I'm not, I don't know if I'm buying that one. Okay, mm. then let's pretend for a second here, and we're only talking, you're right, that that's exactly how this unfolds, and Edmonton wins a series in six games. How would you envision that series going in your head with, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl and the others going up against this machine that is Colorado? Well, Colorado's deeper, <clears throat> certainly. Um, they're more talented, especially on the blue line. I mean, they've got the mccarr Taves pairing, which I think is the most talented in the league. Uh, but having said that, the, even the depth of Colorado, even as good as McKinnon and Rantanen, Kadri, like the guys they've got in their top couple lines, they don't have a line. There's no combination they can put together that is that is better or as good as Dreisaitl, McDavid, and, and Kane. Mm-hmm. Like those three guys together, I think, are the best line in the league. So Edmonton would absolutely have a puncher's chance. I mean, they would be bringing the best line in hockey, playing the best, producing the best, producing the most into that series. So, yeah, I mean, I would pick Colorado, but I would think it would be a six or seven game series. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Bob, oh, yeah, I, mean, I, would, I, I, I don't think there's any chance that this Edmonton team is going to go quietly. Mm. I mean, if they win this series, especially if they win it five and they're feeling like riding that momentum, um, I don't, See how they just wilt against Colorado. I, I do think Colorado will win the series. I mean, I think Colorado is the best team. I picked them at the start of the season mm-hmm. to win the Stanley Cup. I, I think they're the best team in the league. Uh, they're, they're the deepest team I've seen this year, but I don't think that they would make easy work of Edmonton the way they're playing right now. The Jets' win total is five and a half. They have a tough schedule. They did an excellent job in the draft, and Wilson has bulked up, and he could show a lot of improvement here coming up in year two. Will the could the Jets go about? You can look at it this way: Will they win six games, or could they even be a playoff contender? 
Um, I would go over the five and a half. I don't know about being a playoff contender. I mean, being a playoff contender, like, what does that mean? Are we in December? And they're two games below 500, but if they win their last three, then maybe they sneak in the back door. Or, I mean, to me, I think it's, it's mostly about, are they finally going to play games in November and December where they're at least giving the fans a reason to scoreboard watch? Mm-hmm. Like, at, at least play some games that the crowd is going to where they're holding on to some glimmer of hope that they might sneak in the back door. And to me, just from a competitive standpoint, that means they've taken a step forward. So, I mean, I I think their over under was about five or five and a half before the draft and before free agency. If I remember right, I mean, I don't know, like I don't really follow exactly when those lines are set and how much they move, but it seems like I've been hearing that number forever. Yeah. Right, you have just this home run draft that they had, and the guys that they went out and signed in free agency, like they brought in a pro pro bowl guard. You know they they've done some things that you know brought in a really good corner in Reed. They drafted now Sauce Gardner, so all of a sudden their entire secondary is remade, and it seems like they didn't move off a five and a half. But I did hear one of the Jet beat writers, I think, actually said that one of the most popular, if not the most popular Vegas future bets right now is the Jets over. That there's like three times as much money right now on the Jets going over as going well, under. Yeah. They, 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 so, they, I don't, I mean, I'm sorry. The, the juice moved uh, on five and a half at some spots. There are some sixes. They also are seven to right. one to make the playoffs. And to win the division has dropped from 35 to 19 to one. Well, seven to one to make the playoffs to me is like that speaks to the fact that at least we think they're improved. Right. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and in a 17 game season now, you know, does nine and eight sneak in? It could, yeah, depending so. on tiebreakers and mm-hmm. who knows. You know, I mean, you never know. You never yeah. know. Um, but yeah, like, I think the overall would be if I'm a Jet fan. Like, can, can we not be talking about the draft by Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, and that really is, that, other than 2015, where they had that freaky year where Ryan Fitzpatrick and Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall all kind of came together and they won 10 games and didn't make the playoffs, but they were an above 500 team. At least, you know, in most other seasons, we're getting to the end of October, early November. It's like, all right. You know, who, who's in the top five next year? Yeah. And I think the fans just, I mean, now they've made the picks. Like, Sam Darnold trade, the Jamal Adams trade, produced a ton of draft capital. Well, now all of that draft capital has been used. We've now gone through the two drafts. All of those players are now on the team. <clears throat> so even though they're young, even though there are going to be some rookies out there in some very important spots, these are still rookies that are being drafted in incredibly highly leveraged spots in the draft. Well said. Now it's time to go play. Mm-hmm. No and doubt. Now it's time for the product to be on the field and to at least give the fans some hope that all these young guys they've been waiting for them to go get, that they're now here, are going to produce enough that it's worth rooting for. I, I'm optimistic. I mean, I think I'm optimistic that by the time we get to Thanksgiving, we'll still be saying, hey, you know, if they win two in a row, you never know. I mean, they might be in the mix. And even just that step forward is enough. No doubt. Uh, Bob, you're doing a hell of a job on the NHL playoffs. Great job at the PGA Championship as well. 
Thanks so much for waking up early after a late night game last night. We appreciate that. No problem, guys. Take care. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, he's on Twitter at ESPN Bob in pocket plays, including a dog today, higher than plus 150 on the board. Coming up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 